0: talked about some of the mission, the missionaries and the mission organizations that we partner with. One of them is Raising Hope, and uh, the reason we didn't have an update last week from, from Raising Hope is because they were down in Haiti, and so we get to get updated on what God has been doing through and in their ministry this week. I'll figure it out.
1: Good morning. Um, as uh, Sam let you know last week, we were in Haiti. Um, it was a it was a big week for us. Um, big things happened, and um, we just want to share where we've been, where we've come from, and what happened um, on this trip when we were in Haiti. Um, but we wanted to start first um, with some verses that have been very um, helpful to us through our struggles, our chaos, our joy, our life, um, as it is attached to Haiti. And the verse that really sticks with me is John 16:33, says, I have told you these things so that in me you will have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. This is a reminder to us that life is hard. This is a given. Um, there will be trouble. AND WE NEED TO ACCEPT IT, WE NEED TO EXPECT IT, BUT WE ALSO ARE TOLD THAT WE HAVE A JOB TO DO IN THAT VERSE. WE ARE TOLD THAT WE ARE TO GAIN COURAGE AND CONFIDENCE THROUGH JESUS. WE NEED TO TRUST. NONE OF THE TROUBLES THAT WE EXPERIENCE ARE A SURPRISE TO THE LORD. HE'S NOT TAKEN BY SURPRISE. Um, HE DOESN'T SAY, WOW, THAT'S NOT WHAT I EXPECTED OR, WHOA, I DIDN'T SEE THAT COMING. HE KNOWS. Um, BUT WE CAN TAKE Comfort and confidence in the fact that Jesus has already done the work. He has overcome, conquered, defeated, subdued, vanquished. He has overcome the world and its difficulties. Does it mean that we don't suffer? Does it mean that we don't have periods of pain, confusion? No, it doesn't. It means that we will hurt, we will cry, we will feel. But the promise and the joy are that Jesus knows this pain and suffering that we experience. He comes alongside us. He opens his arm to us and tells us to trust him. He's got this, and this is how we continue in the crazy life that we lead between the United States and Haiti.
0: Yeah, and, and uh, the verse that stuck out with me for years, and it's funny because it, it just goes right along with her verse, is uh, Romans 15:13. says may the God of hope fill you with joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit and that's just we have to put that trust in that is our part trusting him and uh, he'll give us the power for that joy and and peace and it's it's great that it just fits right with that verse Um, so as he said most of most of you know us I mean there's a couple that might not know us so Tim and Toby Banks and we have uh, five American kids we like to say uh, our oldest is Alex he's a pastor in, up outside of Buffalo, New York he's married and has three of our grandchildren and then we have uh, our son Zach who is a uh, police officer in Dayton he's married and has four of our grandchildren and then uh, there's Josh and Paige and you guys should know Josh and Paige uh, and uh, we just got they have three of our grandchildren and the last one was our 10th and she came on December eighth while we were down there, so we got to see her and stuff. So it was great. And then we have uh, twenty Haitian daughters. And you might wonder how we, how in the world we got twenty Haitian daughters. And that, that just people look and say, uh, I know if you ask some of my high school buddies, they'll say, Tim Banks, a missionary. He's going to Haiti for God. What? That's that's just a, a miracle in itself.
1: So we uh, moved to Haiti in January of 2005. We showed up at a brand new facility that was built to house 22 year old girls and we were going to uh, model family, parent, marriage and everything for that. We were gonna teach them um, not how to be little Americans but how to critically think, how to problem solve um, and things that the Haitian education system does not provide for them. Um, So we had this plan we put together a plan, and it was an awesome plan. We were gonna pop in there, we were gonna pop 20 little two-year-old girls into this facility, and we were gonna go. And God said, no, you're not. So um, our plan was sort of put on, on God's timing, and it took us um, about three years to get all 20 of the girls. And it was perfect that way. Imagine what would happen if 20 little two-year-olds uh, came into your house at one time, and you had to get to know them, um, learn about them, take care of them, all this stuff. There's no time to devote to the one. There's no time to um, join hearts together. There's, you just don't have that ability. So God, in all his great wisdom, knew way better than we did what the heck we were doing. So he brought these girls into us a little bit at a time. Um, they came in different ages. Our guidelines said we were to take two-year-olds. Well, babies showed up and we were like, well, we can't send a baby home. And um, a four-year-old showed up and we're like, well, she's all alone. What else are we going to do? Uh, we even had a set of twins, one boy and one girl, and we were not allowed to take boys that got brought to us and we could not send them back to the situation that they were in. So we took them in and we found a place for them to go to. and they been adopted in New Mexico now so um, God's plan was way better and we have the perfect group of girls and personalities in our house
0: Yeah, it's funny and that's and that's it always comes back to that we always think we have a great plan and it might be a great plan but then God comes by and says oh no watch this and that's kind of what we did on January 7th 2010 we met as a mission in Haiti and we had a clinic an orphanage a church guest house and so we came up with a five-year plan and thought man this is great this is awesome we we know what everybody needs to do and everything and then five days later we had that uh, massive earthquake and uh boy the the plans change awful quick um and uh not only did we have the girls god took care of us in that time i mean he kept the girls safe kept our staff safe but uh you know over 250,000 people died and uh uh, added responsibility on our end. We ended up getting uh, twenty thousand new neighbors in one week, and so it just just to see that story. That there's we have so many stories of, of, of what happened in there and how God worked. And uh, I'm just going to share one because it's just amazing. Uh, we we were we had a in Construction here in Ohio that said we're going to come down and build you a new orphanage, and so they had they had fifty. 54, 54 volunteers throughout the time and build us a new orphanage, but their biggest problem was they did not have an idea how to get the materials there to, to Haiti, because uh, just with the earthquake, everything was shut down, and uh, so uh, the guy who runs Kikosing, the president of Kikosing, was out at a meeting in Arizona, and he had some time on his hand before he was coming back, so he said, well, I'm going to go play some golf while I'm here, so he went to some course, really nice place uh, to play golf, but uh, he was by himself. So he said, "Hey, I'm by myself. Can I get 18?" And the guy said, "Well, we have a threesome over here playing. Maybe the, you can join them. I'll ask him And he said, "Sure, that's fine." And so they started golfing, and and the whole time they start talking, and he started talking about, "Well, we're going to go build an orphanage in Haiti. Just kind of not I no have no idea how to get materials down there." And and the guy said, "Well, I'm the president of Merc Shipping. What do you need?" And uh, we had five containers right away was no problem so I mean you always see just we have a hundred of those stories Uh, even we could tell how Toby became mayor of those uh, three tent cities uh, that we had around us
1: yeah that was an experience so um, but over the next two years after the earthquake some strange things started happening to us and the other people in our mission Um, nothing that we Thought, at the time we didn't think they were big deals we thought oh that's kind of weird um, or that's kind of odd we didn't see that coming and um, as it turned out um, corruption is Haiti and corruption often wins and um, we had to take heart and keep courage um, because we one day we found ourselves at the end of 12 um, shotguns pointed at us, telling us we had one hour to move out of the orphanage, vacate the premises, and we were no longer allowed to see the girls. So.
0: That would have been 2012.
1: Yeah. So our daughters were not allowed to leave with us. We were completely separated from them, no communication allowed. We weren't even supposed to be able to talk to them when we were leaving, but as we were packing our belongings from our home, um, We just went down and said we're seeing them because we needed to tell them it was nothing that they did it wasn't their fault we didn't understand it but we weren't leaving because of them we had we had to let them know that Um, so we had to trust that God had a plan in all of this Um, we had to release the girls into his hands we had to believe that God loved them more than immeasurably more than we could love them and that he would take care of them so we released them into His hands and waited on His timing. Um, this was not easy. This required a great deal of effort on our part to remain focused on God, because there is anger. There is, um, do I try? Is this real? Is this? Is God? Are you real? Why would you do this? And it is hard. It is really hard. But in the in the end. We have to recognize that God is in control his plans are better than us we have hundreds of stories where we have seen that happen and we know from personal experience that God has all of this so when these really hard things come up you have to reflect back on the things that God has done for you and how you've placed his trust your trust in him and how that guides your life so as much as We were distraught and I literally laid curled up on a bed for a couple of days just crying because I didn't know what to do. Um, We trusted God even though we had no idea
0: where he was going. And uh, that word is uh, very easy to say, trust, but uh, sometimes it can be extremely difficult and uh, you can, you can waver on your trust, but God always knows. That you're 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 trusting him, and so we all we do knew we could do, and I know everybody says, "Oh, well, just pray," you know, but uh, that's a very strong thing to do. So for years, that's what we did, and then in two thousand twenty, well, we, Phil and I, uh, lined up our son and daughter uh, to go out on a date, and then they eventually got married, so they can thank the fathers for that because we did that. But uh, they told us that they, were gonna, uh, that they were called to Haiti to go teach at Cascade uh, Christian School where uh, Josh had graduated. And we were kind of surprised, but we were happy about it. And this was in 2021. Uh, and one weekend, Toby was working and uh, they were talking at Heartland in Lexington. So I said, well, since Toby's not here, I'll just go down and listen to him. And uh, it was just great to uh, hear him talking about what he'd be doing and stuff. But then he kind they kind of shocked me because he said, uh, I think one of the major reasons I'm supposed to go to Haiti is because uh, my sisters are going to need me. And I was just like, OK. And uh, that happened very fast because I think they, they left in July. And in September of 21, he got a phone call from uh, five of our oldest girls out, out at the orphanage. And they said, hey, we can no longer take it here. We need to go, but we have nothing. Can you help us? And so uh, Josh and Paige said, "Sure," and they went and got him. Uh, they <laughs> they took him to their apartment. They have a nice big two-bedroom apartment that has a ba- that had a bathroom. I think it was five by seven. And so Josh and Paige and five teenage uh, sisters all moved in together. And uh, luckily, they lived on campus on the school because Josh said, "I could never get in the bathroom." And he said so I would just have to go down to the school and use one of the school bathrooms uh, to to get there so but uh, it was great to hear from them and we had five right there
1: so that was Agnes, um, Monez, Rose Milan, Angita and Rose they were the first five that came they were the oldest um, they had been with us the longest they knew us the best um, and they trusted that we would take care of them if they called us um, so that was a big step then for the girls that were younger that didn't remember us as well the youngest one was three years old when we were made to leave and so she remembers us but didn't know us like the older girls did so it was very important that these girls could trust us and that um we we uh, could take them in so slowly um as they aged out of the orphanage when they turned 18 they're not allowed to remain in an orphanage in haiti according to law the law doesn't matter till it matters then it matters so it's kind of weird down there in the meantime we had to work with uh, a system that calls itself a government Um, but there is no government leadership there there are many different um, parts bits and pieces like departments like we have the Treasury Department the FBI and all those different things there are many of those but none of them work together and so um, we knew that with the 20 girls when the oldest ones left the youngest one was 15, and she would not be allowed to leave until she was 18. And we would not be allowed to take her in unless she had uh, parents to sign custody over to us. And she didn't have anybody. This uh, one, this was Leah, and she was found under a bush, abandoned in the, in the town of Jacmel, Um And the police gave her to an orphanage there that had older children. They couldn't keep her, so they called us, and, and we have, have her. So, um, we knew that we would not be able to get custody of her unless we had authorization. And authorization is very interesting in Haiti. We, we knew that we had to do all the steps that we had to do. We had to pay all the fees that we had to pay. We had to meet all the people that we had to meet. And in the end, there was no guarantee that we would get this authorization. So during this time frame, um, we started an organization called Maison de Cœur, which is House of Hearts um, for the girls to be in. And this was going to be our formal organization in Haiti. And it took us months and months and months through lawyers. And um, they would come and do visits for us. And they get paid to do this stuff. This, this is the job of these people. But they won't come unless you give them a job which is pay them to come and do their job that they're already getting paid for. But that's,
0: I mean, Haiti in itself right now, their uh, president was assassinated in 21, July of 21. Uh, It's just kind of, it's run by, pretty much run by about 22 gangs, and they all have their different areas and they're fighting all the time. Uh, And just to get anything open, we have uh, five of our girls that were, uh, accepted at Ashland University. We got their English education at Casquilla, where, where our kids graduated from. And so they were ready to go at Ashland. So we were just getting a uh, into for a visa appointment. Uh, half the time, uh, probably 80% of the time, the U.S. Embassy is closed because there's fighting going on. So, so just to get any paperwork done, anything at all, is just amazing. And uh, for us to be able to start that Maison de Care, uh, and we received our final papers in November mm-hmm. for that. And it was just shocking that, that we got that. And then we called out where the other, the last six girls were. were, And uh, when, since we had the paperwork, they said, okay, you can come and get them, which we were shocked because uh, we were been trying to get them since 2012 to the same Haitian person that was causing us the difficulties. So to hear him say, okay, come get them, it was just kind of a shock, and just hard to believe. And so, uh, on November 25th of this year, uh, our prayer of of 11 years was answered. We have all 20. So, it was. Uh, yeah, I say. I say, as a Buckeye fan, that Saturday was a terrible day for that. But nothing compares. So it was the best day we, we've had. In a long, long time. So, um, so we got all six, and uh, and then I also have to. Rem- I remember after getting all sick and going down there th- this last week. I'm thinking, okay, be careful what you pray for, because I prayed for 20 girls to come back to us. Now we have 20 girls back to us. So, it, it's uh, it's uh, fun. Yeah, fun. So. yeah.
1: it's. It's amazing the, the 20 girls, they all have their, their own personalities. Um, we're continuing along the path that we started raising them to be fine young Christian women who have a very strong standing in their faith, um, that they're not shy in proclaiming where they came from and why they have success and what they've been through. Um, we've had counseling for them. So they've had an opportunity to discuss some of the trauma that they experienced from the from when we left which was traumatic and then the years um, yeah until they've now. told us
0: several stories that just don't make us happy that we weren't there yeah but uh, they've made it through it all and uh, like Toby said some of them we, we had found actually in Haiti and we found a Christian counselor to work with some of them and it's been really good for them so,
1: so they are amazing amazing young women and um you see these pictures of them and these those little girls that came some of the pictures you see the little sickly looking girls those are them when they first came to us and then these older girls just amazing the transformation in their lives is utterly amazing and we have been so privileged to be a part of their story
0: so and just to hear some of them i was talking with agnes our our oldest one and uh, I was taking her up to ballet, and they actually have ballet in '80. But I took her to that, and uh, she was telling me, "I don't think I'm smart enough for that." And I said, "Agnes, you girls amaze me. Yet yeah. they all know three different languages. We took them when they came in, and they went in and tested into Cascaya. Now they had gone to French school all their life, hadn't been with us for eight years at that time, so no English. Hearing it from us." They went in and tested into juniors in high school in English, and went and took the classes and graduated. I said, Agnes, I could never do that. I mean, to, to a totally different language, you graduated from from that." And so I just said tell them, you know, they I said, "You guys, you girls are amazing. I just I can't believe the stuff that you do." Um, and we found out that there are some opportunities in Haiti. Very rare, there are opportunities and. Uh, one of our girls, Monez, got a job teaching at a, as an assistant teacher at an English-speaking school. And so she was going to that, and she had worked one week, and she was on a motorcycle tap-tap in October. This was earlier this year. And uh, she was coming. They were The tap-tap, it's the driver, and it was her and another person on the motorcycle. So there's three. And they come up over a hill, and they were hit head-on by a pickup truck. And so, threw her off the uh, motorcycle. We had to. I luckily it was about five minutes from where we live, and I was there. Toby had left that morning, which it would have been much better if she was there, since she was the ER nurse. But of course, I panicked and grabbed her, and, and we did get her to a hospital, uh, got all the ER stuff done, and uh, and she's fine now. She had to have surgery on a knee. Uh, it's just amazing. We saw that uh, God protected her. We know. I mean, it was just a miracle that she was not hurt as bad, any worse. And but it, at that time, she had had this job for one week, and so her sister said, "Well, you know what? We're going to send Rose Milan, her other sister. We'll just send her in her place." So the next morning, <laughs> Rose Milan shows up for work in Monez's place, and they and they were like so thankful that they were like, "Are you kidding me? You have a sister that." And that you just come and work for her, and so she worked there for her the two, the two weeks that she couldn't work. And then when she was done, they said, "You know what? You did such a good job. We're going to hire you too." So I got, so she got the job too. So so they're both working. Uh, and then we also found out that uh, there's a university down there that's about I timed it eleven minutes from where we live. And so Gina, uh, she's taking uh, architecture uh, classes. And Learning architecture, and then there's uh, some online classes that the other girls that graduated still trying to get to Ashland University but haven't been able to get in for any visa appointments or anything. So uh, it's just amazing to see the stuff that they do. Yeah. Yeah.
1: These, um, so we also because they lived in an institutional environment, they didn't have a lot of learning about the world how to get places, how to get things done, how to um, connect with resources, and that kind of stuff. Um, how to use money is a big thing they have no concept of the value of money and um, it's not so different from a lot of people you know but they because they have no experience with having money in their hands and having to spend it um, we started a thing they you know whenever I go to Haiti I go and visit Dawson at Goodwill and buy a bunch a bunch a bunch a bunch of stuff um, to take down clothes for them of all different sizes and we throw it in a pile on the floor and it's just a madhouse free-for-all where they all kind of pick out some clothes. But they haven't got to choose anything for themselves. And so they found Sheen on the internet. and they, I don't like Sheen. He hates Sheen. Sheen and Timu are his nemesis. But um, they can go and they can pick things they wanted. And at first they're just like, I want this, 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 and the shopping cart... Um, they would see the cost and then they would see how much they saved and then they would see like the tax and they would see all these different things and whatever the lowest number was, that's what they thought they were paying. So we had to have a little bit of a lesson on that and, and limit these Sheen and Timu orders that they had. Um, but then they get an allowance and they like to get their hair done. And so I pay a lady to come and do their hair um, one time a month I pay her. They can have as many as they want their hair done, but they have to buy all the equipment. They have extensions and all. It's learning about hair in Haiti is a whole. It's a thing. Um, but they so they have to save their money from their allowance. Um, the girls that are physically at school, we give them a budget for lunch money. And if they want to keep all that money, they can pack their lunch for free and keep their money. Or if they want to keep that money, they or they don't care about keeping that money, or they're too tired to pack their lunch then they have to spend their own money um, for that so we're trying to give them those those cues on how to manage money and how to manage time because in Haiti if you have an appointment at 1 15 with someone if you get there at 1 it is still one o'clock and you are on time so when you ask someone what time is it and it's like 20 after one they'll tell you it's one o'clock well, no, it's not. And so it's a diff- it's a cultural thing, but when they want to interact with people of different cultures, they have to understand that stuff. So that's another thing that we're working on teaching them.
0: And the, the schooling right now we're doing, uh, we still have one at Casquea. Casquea is like a, a private Christian school here in the States, and it costs just as much. So uh, we did put the first three graduated from Casquea, but we've moved them over to... Uh, Liberty University Online, they have a K through 12. And so uh, the girls are taking classes in that. They're doing really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have the new, the six new ones that we have to get in school now. And so that always falls on Toby because I would go insane with all the paperwork they need. We have to do translations and, and get all their grades. And so it's been very interesting on that part. And uh, the biggest thing we're, we're concerned about right now is the is – the, Haiti is just not a safe place to be in right now, and uh, there's really nothing we can do about it, Uh, but pray and trust that the Lord is going to take care of them. Uh, I did, one of the girls sent me in September. We did have to evacuate them one day and send them to a, uh, send them to the Nazarene Mission that had uh, more guards, but they sent me this and wanted to know what to do. are uh, automatic gunfire gunshots and they had uh, gangs were moving in fighting each other and they were getting close to the gate so uh, we have that uh, <laughs> sometimes they get more used to it than, than they should uh, I was down we went down last week I'm working up on solar panels trying to get those working and you hear gunfire all day long but it's not close. So, oh, it's it's okay. It's not close, Dad. That's that's way down there. Okay, so, but uh, yeah. So we just pray for safety. Uh, we have walls. We have razor wire. Uh, we have a police officer that lives across the street. That if he if we have problems, he comes out on his gal uh, on his gallery and stands with his automatic weapon up top. Told Toby one time. He says, "I know you have them over there. If if anybody tries to get over the gate, don't worry. I will shoot them." okay well thanks Thanks. good neighbor so so but yeah yeah so so we do pray a a big prayer request for us is is for safety for 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 the girl.
1: and um we have they've started two businesses in haiti so this is another way to um, teach them how to manage time manage money and manage interactions with people because they haven't really had opportunities they were always told what to do and didn't have a lot of freedom of decision so we started one business it's a bakery, a home bakery business, and it's called The Girls Who Bake, and their tagline is We Bake Happy, and so um, they make American-style desserts, and it's more like chocolate chip cookies. Haitians are wowed by simple Toll House chocolate chip cookies. Um, Christmas cookies, we make brown sugar Christmas cookies. Our girls have always loved those. They sell those as sugar cookies, and they go like wildfire they make brownies cake pops cake sickles all that kind of stuff and so they went to a couple places one place is ballet where several of them um go for ballet lessons because they needed some um some direction and some
0: something other to do than sit on your phone and
1: yeah some physical activity and stuff like that so we Some of them have chosen things, and ballet is one of them. Well, they have hundreds of kids that go to this place for ballet, and so they have a little snack shop, and so they bought, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of cookies to sell at the snack shop. So the girls are writing invoices, and they're keeping track of who's paying and who's not paying, and they're sending late notices. And, you know, that one lady... The owner of the ballet, she gets a discount because she was our first customer, so they honor a discount for her. And it's been wonderful. Um, They're right now doing a proposal for the cafeteria at the school because the cafeteria at Kiskaya is outsourced and they don't do any dessert. So the girls want to have the cafeteria buy dessert from them and then they will make money doing that. Um, So they're putting together a big proposal about what that would be like. So they're having to prepare a presentation like that, a professional presentation. Um, so that is our business and that's strictly in Haiti. The other business that, um, they've started is they make jewelry. They make jewelry and, um, accessories for little girls because, you know, they know that very well. So we have started, um, a Shopify shop. It's called, um, 20 sisters marketplace because there's 20 sisters. Uh, So, um, we started that. They make the jewelry. I bring it home. I put all the photos on it I put it online and they, um, sell it and we keep track of who made what on our little barcode tags and stuff and then after the cost is paid for they get the profit from that and so they're also learning about return on investment because sometimes they'll make these use real expensive beads and stuff and that's an expensive bracelet and you're not getting much roi on that but if you make something pretty with less expensive braces and one or two beads that are more expensive you get a better roi so they're they're learning about that too so um, they're learning about the the cost to run, adding packaging, all of the things that you need to do to have a business. And this is to get them thinking more broadly so that they can do more things, have more opportunities.
0: So, yeah, just to, to go back to the verses where uh, joy and peace, and, and you know you're going to have suffering sometimes, but uh, uh, if you just trust, and uh, like I said, that that is a big word, but... Uh, we're trusting. We know, uh, it's a, it's a big feat for what we're doing now. Uh, and we, I, I get caught up in the finances sometimes and, and she'll say, and she'll just tell me, she said, God, God wouldn't bring our family all back together if he wasn't going to take care of us. So, so that's a big thing for us is to trust.
1: So that's, um, we're a nonprofit organization called Raising Hope Ministries, and, um, we do count on donation to help take care of the girls down there and um, now we have all 20 of them we have a safe neighborhood that the girls are in Um, we've only had to evacuate them once so hey that's pretty good
0: yeah we we have moved them five times since uh, September of 21
1: yeah so um, that's been a little bit traumatic and they're like please let's not move again we'll put up with anything and so we um, the last time you went down the time before this time we built bedrooms in the house because we didn't have enough we had like an apartment downstairs so we built a couple of bedrooms then you have to get beds and mattresses and bedding and you know all of that stuff for for them to live and walmart's great and then i have to pay by the pound to get it to haiti so then we try and buy in haiti but it's it doesn't always even out i try and do the math and figure out what's the cheapest way to get stuff um for the girls and like i said their clothes come from goodwill and sheen and we are trying to get them through school. That's a big thing. There's a couple of graduation pictures that you see up there. Um, that is Gina and Angatha, both of them graduated from Liberty University Online Academy, their K through 12 program. And that's what all the rest of the girls except Rose are in. Rose is too old to go to Liberty because apparently if you're over 18 and you start Liberty, you might mix Liberty online you might mix with kids under 18 and they don't allow that so I don't understand how that works online but you know it's something to do with their their rules so sometimes we think about the chaos and the strange things and the culture and the different things we have seen in Haiti and it's really not that different from here Um, when we were down not too long ago the girls they'll tell us things like things that they've been taught culturally and they're hilarious and it's like you're you're kidding me and they're like well we we don't believe it but we do like if you look outside and it's raining and there's also sun and you see a rainbow that is because a zombie is beating his wife now that's true i i don't know if you look at a dog while you're eating and you don't give the dog some of your food you will get a pimple
0: yeah, there's, there's hundreds of yeah. those. She, I, she was writing them down. She goes, I'm going to write a book, put all this stuff in. But if you think some of the stuff, like I said something last week to one of the girls, I go, I, we did something. I go, oh, yeah, knock on wood. And they're like, what? You, you never heard that one? All the ones you guys have, you don't ever knock on wood? Yeah. Nope, nope, never heard that one.
1: Yeah. If a green lizard falls on you from a tree, it means you're pregnant. So avoid trees.
0: Ladies, beware.
1: <laughs> so... You know, but we, we do the same things, too. So it, it is so different in Haiti than it is here, but people are people everywhere. And that is the thing that people forget. Um, they look at Haiti and they say, you know, Haiti's been a mess for so long. Haiti's been a disaster for so long. Things get poured into Haiti, poured. And the corruption takes the resources that go there and spreads it among the few. And the people that really need it don't get the help that they need. But what we try and do is focus on the fact that these are people. Yes, the government's terrible. Yes, there's a mess down there. There's corruption, there's gangs, there's everything. But these people are suffering. They're suffering mightily. And these girls want to develop the skills that they can come to college here and every single one of our girls, every one of them has articulated to us that they wanna come back and do something for Haiti. We started this Maison de Care, and they're saying, we need to do this for other people that were raised in an orphanage, that were raised as um, Restavik, which is a household slave. Um, We need to bring them into this environment and teach them the things that you have taught us so that they have a chance to be successful. So yes, we wanna get them to the US because there's lots of opportunities and we want them to have this experience and to learn all that they can learn because everything in Haiti is so darn hard. But if we can get them here and get them the experience and get them to learn what it is they can take back to them and make a difference in Haiti, that's what they want to do is make a difference. And they say, we don't need to change the world. We just need to help these people. So that is, that's their focus to become our focus to make sure that they have the skills and the opportunities that they need to be able to be successful and to do that for other people that come behind them
0: then just uh mentioned something else i i mean as sam has mentioned we are family so uh i do ask for some prayer for uh, josh and Paige. Uh, they're like i said their youngest they just got on december the 8th and their oldest uh just turned two on december the 11th so they have the two three of them three two and under and so uh, i know they're having to deal with some issues and then we also received uh News this morning, uh, Kiskea Christian School, where Josh and Paige both work. Uh, one of the higher-ups, uh, a principal in the school, had a, a pulmonary embolus this, today, and so they're trying to uh, life flight him out of Haiti to the U.S., so he needs some prayer. Uh, and they also put, as the, the, the head of the school is out of the country, uh, this was the guy that was going was in charge. And since he had this josh is now in charge of the school so uh, they got a lot on their plate right now oh yeah you can okay.
1: so i have one story to tell you this will give you an idea of what things are like in haiti so um josh and paige's third baby um we know the family and the mom was you know, ready to have the baby. She wasn't in labor or anything. And they decided that the baby was getting big and they were going to go ahead and induce her labor on the 8th. So we had to take her to the hospital at 5 o'clock in the morning on the 8th. Um, So I got elected to go because I'm a nurse. Now, I'm an ER nurse. ER nurses hate eyeball things. ER nurses hate teeth things. And ER nurses hate babies. Not, Not born babies, but babies trying to be born. We don't want any part of that. So um, I was elected to go along on this ride. So I um, set my alarm for four so we would get up and be able to pick her up at the guest house she was at and get up to the hospital by five. And Angatha, who um, is part of that family, I wake up at four and I see her, and one of our daughters, um, I see her walking down the hall away from our room and I'm like, Angatha, what are you doing? And she goes, mom, I've been trying to wake you up. And I said, well, the alarm just went off. we are not supposed to be there until 5. And she goes, well, I've been trying to wake you up since 2 o'clock. And I said, how were you trying to wake me up? And she goes, Mom, Mom. I said, that is never going to work to wake me up. You have to yell. I mean, I sleep through gunshots. I sleep through everything. So if you need me, you got to shake me and yell. So we got that lesson learned. And she's like, well, they called. And she's been having burning in her stomach since 2 o'clock in the morning. Now I know that she has some other illness issues going on. So I'm like burning in her stomach. Is it coming and going? Is it constant? She's like, well, I don't know. And so she said, we just better go. So we get in the car, we drive over to the guest house. Um, She waddles out to the car, along with another family member, comes out and gets in the car. I had the presence of mind to put towels and stuff in the car for her to sit on. And um, we're driving and I'm like, you know, speaking in Creole to her and saying, so are you having pain? What's it feel like? How far apart are your pains? And she goes, oh, and I'm like, okay, she's having pains. And so I start driving and uh, I start pulling away. And then the owner of the guest house or the guy that's running it, he comes out and he goes, do you know where you're going? And I said, well, kind of, because everything in Haiti is like near this. If you know where this is, then you can find this other place. So I said, it's near Portofino's. And he's like, yeah, right there. But I don't think you have much time. And I said, oh, he's been up with her since two o'clock. So he's like, no, you don't have much time. So I'm gonna take you. So he gets in the car in front of me and starts driving and she's having pains every three minutes. I'm like, holy moly, this baby's coming. You know, and I'm beeping, go faster, go faster. So we get to the hospital, we pull in and there's a janitor there. And I said, she's having a baby. And he's like, come in, come in. So we go in and I'm looking around and, um. I have pictures and it's not like a hospital here <laughs> so we go in and the janitor's there and he tells the girl to sit down the mama to sit down and he says I'll go find the nurses so five minutes he's gone she's having a couple contractions in this time and she's getting louder and louder and sweating and I'm like oh no 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 and uh, the um Finally, the janitor comes back, you know, they'll be here in a minute. And then she starts making noise. So he goes and gets them again. And the three nurses come out of one room. I don't know what they were doing. They hand on Gaitha a bunch of paperwork to start filling me, filling out. And they hand me a menu. What kind of room do I want for her? Do I want an air conditioner? Do I want a fan? Do I want a bed that goes up and down? Or do I just want a plain old bed? All this stuff you can choose. And I said, I don't care. And I just pointed and said, that room. And I turned around and looked. And our mama is on the floor, on all fours, groaning. And I'm like, "Oh no!" And so I go to look, and the nurses are still writing all what room I chose and saying, "Go clean this room," and you know whatever they're doing. And I peek under the dress she has, and I'm like, I yelled Tetso T," which means head come out, because the head was out. And I was like, "Great!" So I'm holding the head. And I'm yelling for the nurses, and they're just like looking at me and yelling at her to stand up. I'm like, she can't stand up. So I yell for the janitor, go get that cart, because, you know, the ER nurse in me came out. Go get that cart and bring it up here. And then he and I lifted her up onto that cart, and then I whipped her dress up so the nurses could see what I was holding in my hand. And they're like, oh. So they took her in the delivery room. So that was how our grandbaby number 10 came into the world. So.
0: I, she, she was the first to see her.
1: Yeah. I, I said, ha-ha, Paige, I got to see her first. <laughs> so, but that is that is a typical situation in Haiti.
0: Yeah, just, it's just anything, how it is. Like, uh, it, it was, I think, seven, seven trips to the bank to open a bank account. Seven. And we're not talking, like, quick, you know, it's, it's 20 minutes to get there. Oh, you don't have this paper 20 minutes back it's just
1: you wait in a line of 100 people until they oh what do you You know you're trying to get their attention because you have an appointment but they don't care it's just there is no line in hate yeah no such thing as a line so we have really hogged the whole sermon time here and we really appreciate that Sam let us do that we have we have to write a book I don't know how we're gonna go about it but we have hundreds of stories um, that are funny some that are sad some that show, well, every one of them, you can see God threaded through the whole thing. And so we, we have to do this. So um, we love our girls. We're very thankful for all the people that have known our story and have prayed for these girls. And we just ask you to continue praying for them um, so that they can have the best future with the best opportunities to make the biggest difference for God's kingdom. And that's really what we want for them.